section four of the children this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen the children by alice Minnell, that pretty person during the many years in which evolution was the favorite word one significant lesson so it seems was learnt which has outlived controversy and has remained longer than the questions at issue an interesting and unnoticed thing cast up by the storm of thoughts this is a disposition a general consent to find the use and the value of process and even to understand a kind of repose in the very wayfaring of progress with this is a resignation to change and something more than resignation a delight in those qualities that could not be but for their transitoriness what then is this but the admiration at last confessed by the world for childhood time was when childhood was but born with and that for the sake of its mere promise of manhood we do not now hold perhaps that promise so high even nevertheless if we held it high we should acknowledge the approach to be a state adorned with its own conditions but it was not so once as the primitive lullaby is nothing but a patient prophecy the mother's so was education some two hundred years ago nothing but an impatient prophecy the father's of the full stature of body and mind the indian woman sings of the future hunting if her song is not restless it is because she has a sense of the results of time and has submitted her heart to experience childhood is a time of danger would it were done but meanwhile the right thing is to put it to sleep and guard its slumbers it will pass she sings prophecies to the child of his hunting as she sings a song about the robe while she spins and a song about bread as she grinds corn she bids good speed john evelyn was equally eager and not so submissive his child that pretty person in jeremy taylor's letter of condolence was chiefly precious to him inasmuch as he was too soon a likeness of the man he never lived to be the father writing with tears when the boy was dead says of him at two and a half years of age he pronounced english latin and french exactly and could perfectly read in these three languages as he lived precisely five years all he did was done at that little age and it comprised this he got by heart almost the entire vocabulary of latin and french primitives and words could make congruous syntax turn english into latin and vice versa construe and prove what he read and did the government and use of relatives verbs substantives ellipses and many figures and tropes and made a considerable progress in comenius's genua and had a strong passion for greek grant that this may be a little abated because a very serious man is not to be too much believed when he is describing what he admires it is the very fact of his admiration that is so curious a sign of those hasty times all being favorable the child of evelyn's studious home would have done all these things in the course of nature within a few years it was the fact that he did them out of the course of nature that was to evelyn so exquisite the course of nature had not any beauty in his eyes it might be born with for the sake of the end 
but it was not admired for the majesty of its unhasting process jeremy taylor mourns with him the strangely hopeful child who without cominius's genua and without congruous syntax was fulfilling had they known it an appropriate hope answering a distinctive prophecy and crowning and closing a separate expectation every day of his five years ah the word hopeful seems to us in this day a word too flattering to the estate of man they thought their little boy strangely hopeful because he was so quick on his way to be something else they lost the timely perfection the while they were so intent upon their hopes and yet it is our own modern age that is charged with haste it would seem rather as though the world whatever it shall unlearn must rightly learn to confess the passing and irrevocable hour not slighting it or bidding it hasten its work nor yet hailing it with faust stay thou art so fair childhood is but change made gay and visible and the world has lately been converted to change our fathers valued change for the sake of its results we value it in the act to us the change is revealed as perpetual every passage is a goal and every goal a passage the hours are equal but some of them wear apparent wings tout passe is the fruit for the flower or the flower for the fruit or the fruit for the seeds which it is formed to shelter and contain it seems as though our forefathers had answered this question most arbitrarily as to the life of man all their literature dealing with children is bent upon this haste this suppression of the approach to what seemed then the only time of fulfilment the way was without rest to them and this because they had the illusion of a rest to be gained at some later point of this unpausing life evelyn and his contemporaries dropped the very word child as soon as might be if not sooner when a poor little boy came to be eight years old they called him a youth the diarist himself had no cause to be proud of his own early years for he was so far indulged in idleness by an honoured grandmother that he was not initiated into any rudiments till he was four years of age he seems even to have been a youth of eight before latin was seriously begun but this fact he is evidently in after years with a total lack of a sense of humour rather ashamed of and hardly acknowledges it is difficult to imagine what childhood must have been when nobody looking on saw any fun in it when everything that was proper to five years old was defect a strange good conceit of themselves and of their own ages had those fathers they took their children seriously without relief evelyn has nothing to say about his little ones that has a sign of a smile in it twice our children not his own mentioned in his diary once he goes to the wedding of a maid of five years old a curious thing but not evidently an occasion of sensibility another time he stands by in a french hospital while a youth of less than nine years of age undergoes a frightful surgical operation with extraordinary patience the use i made of it was to give almighty god hearty thanks that i had not been subject to this deplorable infirmity this is what he says see moreover how the fashion of hurrying childhood prevailed in literature and how it abolished little girls it may be that there were in all ages 
even those certain few boys who insisted upon being children whereas the girls were docile to the adult ideal art for example had no little girls there was always cupid and there were the prosperous urchin angels of the painters the one who was hauling up his little brother by the hand in the last communion of st jerome might be called tommy but there were no little radiant girls now and then an education of the virgin is the exception and then it is always a matter of sewing and reading as for the little girl saints even when they were so young that their hands like those of st agnes slipped through their fetters they are always recorded as refusing importunate suitors which seems necessary to make them interesting to the medieval mind but mars them for ours so does the hurrying and ignoring of little girl childhood somewhat hamper the delight with which readers of john evelyn admire his most admirable mrs godolphin she was maid of honour to the queen in the court of charles the second she was as he prettily says an arethusa who passed through all those turbulent waters without so much as the least stain or tincture in her crystal she held her state with men and maids for her servants guided herself by most exact rules such as that of never speaking to the king gave an excellent example and instruction to the other maids of honour was severely careful how she might give the least countenance to that liberty which the gallants there did usually assume refused the addresses of the greatest persons and was as famous for her beauty as for her wit one would like to forget the age at which she did these things when she began her service she was eleven when she was making her rule never to speak to the king she was not thirteen marriage was the business of daughters of fourteen and fifteen and heroines therefore were of those ages the poets turned april into may and seemed to think that they lent a grace to the year if they shortened and abridged the spring of their many songs the particular year they sang of was to be a particularly fine year as who should say a fine child and forward with congruous syntax at two years old and ellipses figures and tropes even as late as keats a poet would not have patience with the process of the seasons but boasted of untimely flowers the musk rose is never in fact the child of mid-may as he has it the young women of addison are nearly fourteen years old his fear of losing the idea of the bloom of their youth makes him so tamper with the bloom of their childhood the young heiress of seventeen in the spectator has looked upon herself as marriageable for the last six years the famous letter describing the figure the dance the wit the stockings of the charming mr shapely is supposed to be written by a girl of thirteen willing to settle in the world as soon as she can she adds i have a good portion which they cannot hinder me of this correspondence is one of the women who seldom ask advice before they have brought their wedding clothes there was no sense of childhood in an age that could think this an opportune pleasantry but impatience of the way and the wayfaring was to disappear from a later century an age that has found all things to be on a journey and all things complete in their day because it is their day and has its appointed end it is the tardy conviction of this rather than a sentiment ready-made that has caused the childhood of children to seem at last something else than a defect end of section four